Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Joining me today is Amy Cordy, Vice President of Policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. Illinois school choice program, Invest in Kids, was almost slashed last budget season, which would have affected thousands of low-income kids and families across the state. Amy's going to talk about the program and what's next in the fight for kids. Amy, thanks for joining me. Hi, Hillary. Thanks for having me today. So this is a newer issue for us to be focusing on this Invest in Kids school choice program. And I think some of the folks who follow our work aren't as familiar with it. And I know you've been studying it quite a bit over the past year. And I was just hoping maybe to start, could you share with us what is Invest in Kids? What does it do and who is it available for? Invest in Kids is a way to provide more educational opportunities for Illinois school children whose parents might not be able to afford to get them out of the neighborhood public school that they're assigned to. It was passed in 2017 as part of the budget negotiation, and it was originally set to run out in 2022. That deadline was extended by one year this past year. But the the basic idea behind it is it's a tax credit scholarship program and donors can give to scholarship granting organizations, the money runs through them, and the donors can take 75% of that donation and deduct it from their state income taxes. It's a credit against state income taxes. And the program is uh, to provide scholarships for kids whose families make relatively low income. So up to 300% of the federal poverty line, which in Illinois for a family of four, that's a little over $79,000 a year. But most of the families in the program make much less than that. And it serves right now about 7,600 kids across the state. And the typical scholarship is about $6,300 a year. So there's a range though of the scholarships uh, that the kids get. And the families apply for a scholarship for their kid and then they can take that scholarship money and they can send their kid to any qualified private school with it. So if a school isn't meeting the kid's needs, the child's family can apply for a scholarship. And if that family is fortunate enough to get a scholarship, that child can then go to a a participating qualified private school, such as a parochial school or a a secular school or um, a a number of participating schools. It's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is available in Illinois. And it's a very popular program. I know right now it's serving thousands of families already. And I think when we were looking at this a couple of weeks ago, you know, as of May, there were nearly 30,000 people on the wait list. So there's high demand for this, right? There is. The number of kids who are on the wait list, the number of families who want these scholarships far outstrips the supply right now. There's a big demand for these scholarships. And what happened this past budget season. I alluded to this in the in the intro here, but there was some uncertainty about what the fate of this program was going to be. And J.B. Pritzker had a heavy hand in, in threatening the future of investing kids. What exactly happened from the legislative perspective? Governor Pritzker proposed slashing the program to save money. 
So the program now gives donors a 75% tax credit and the governor proposed to slash that to 40%. So what that would do is make the program much less affordable for donors. A lot of these donors are of modest means, but they wanna support the program. And without that 75% tax credit, they couldn't afford to give very much to the program. So slashing the tax credit from 75% to 40% is a big deal in terms of both the uh, money in the program and then the ability of people to participate in that as donors. So that was going to save about $14 million in a state budget of over $42 billion. And the program was originally going to, it was passed in 2017, it was going to expire at the end of 2022. And that was extended by one year this past legislative session uh, last spring. But that is still obviously on the, on the near horizon. So it is, it is not a long-term fix. Yeah, it's it's got to be nerve-wracking for these parents who, on the one hand, have received this huge blessing in the form of a scholarship to be able to send their kid to a school that works best for him or her. Uh, but then on the, on the other hand, you know, there's this ticking clock. So what happens to kids if this program does sunset? Ah. <sighs> Well, I really hope we don't get there because so many families are depending on this. So many kids are benefiting from this. And I, I don't really know what would happen. I expect schools would really scramble to try to find other scholarship money for those kids. But as you can see right now with the demand outstripping supply by you know thousands of spots, it's really come to be a big part of a lot of school kids' lives. They are in the schools. They are thriving in a lot of cases in those schools where they did not do well in their public schools. So to let this program just wither on the vine and expire at the end of 2023 would be a great disservice to Illinois school kids and their families who are really um, enjoying the options that this program provides them. And I think in the last year, the need for more educational opportunities has never been more apparent with the pandemic and so many school shutdowns in Illinois and the lack of in-person learning, this has really made apparent to parents that a lot of their kids are not being well served by the public schools that they were assigned to, and they really need a lifeline. And this program has been and should continue to be that lifeline for families. Yeah, what an interesting couple of years to have all of this play out you know, in the backdrop here for the Invest in Kids program, because your point's really spot on. I, I have friends who talked about how for the first time during the pandemic, they were sitting with their kids while e-learning was taking place and they got a behind the scenes look at what school was really like. And for some of them that affirmed their choice, they felt good about where their kids were. And for others, it really shook them and they made other plans for their children, meaning they switch schools in some cases. And another point that I think people may overlook when they hear school choice, they think, oh, it, you know, it's scholarships for kids who just want to go to private school or a religion, a faith-based school. But we've heard from a lot of kids who have benefited from this program. And, you know, maybe they were in a school where they were getting bullied and this scholarship gave them access to a school where they could get a fresh start. And they've gone from really scared and insecure and unable to focus on learning. And 
and now they're blossoming. Um, or maybe they weren't getting the attention they needed in the classroom and they had special needs and a different school was able to meet those needs. So, I mean, why, why does this program matter in your opinion? What is it doing for people that is good and should be expanded? I think, like you said, a lot of these programs are, um, definitely designed to just expand opportunities and to give parents and families a, a better way to provide for their child's unique needs. Like you said, some kids are victims of bullying in their uh, local school and they need a fresh start, or maybe they need just a different kind of classroom environment, smaller class, um, a different focus. And some kids have uh, learning disabilities and private schools of whatever kind um, might be able to provide more resources for those learning disabilities to help kids overcome those behavioral challenges also sometimes can be dealt with in a better way in a smaller setting. So there are a variety of needs as well as just, you know, some of the schools are, you know, not performing well and those kids need a lifeboat. They need to get out of a failing situation so that they can realize their potential um, what a what a shame to leave some kids not liking school or not interested in it because it's not challenging them and it's not meeting their uh, their academic abilities and their ability to thrive uh, in a different setting. So I think just that expanded range of opportunities for families to be able to control where their kids uh, what's the best educational fit for their family in a place where um, they think their kid can thrive and their whole family can do well. I think that's a really crucial thing. And in 2021, school opportunities, uh, educational opportunities, school choice really expanded across the United States. And many of Illinois' neighbors were instituting programs or beefing up current offerings. So this is definitely a need felt nationwide and states all over the country have been um, answering parents' need for this expanded opportunities. What are some of the things that our neighbors have been doing? Well, Missouri, for the first time, passed a bill to institute educational savings accounts. So that's where money is put in the account and that family can take it to any school or, um, you know, use it actually on some other education related expenditures as well. And um, Iowa beefed up their tax credit scholarship, I believe, and Indiana has expanded their program. Kentucky passed a new bill for the first time, and it actually took overriding uh, Governor Bashir's veto. So this is definitely catching on. Our neighbors are going in the direction of expanding choice. And uh, it's definitely, you know, it's in West Virginia, across the country, places that already had programs have been strengthening them. Places that didn't have programs like Missouri are instituting them. So there's a strong appetite for this among families across the nation. And, and you pointed out something I thought was really helpful earlier when you were describing the program, and that's the, the demographic makeup of the families who benefit from this. Um, Empower Illinois is a fellow nonprofit and they are very heavily involved in the Invest in Kids program. And they shared data a while back on who is benefiting from investing in kids. And one of the stats that they shared is that the average annual household income of participants, participants in Illinois' program is $38,000 a year. And about 50% of the students participating are Black or Hispanic. 
this would be a pretty tough program to get rid of if you're a lawmaker in Springfield when you look at who's actually being lifted up here. Yeah, it's definitely providing for kids from families without a ton of resources. These are the families the program is geared to, and these are the families who are taking advantage of it. It is a lifeline for some of these parents who otherwise wouldn't have any other great options for affording some of these private schools or parochial schools or different programs that their kids are really benefiting from. And now, you know, you talked about how there is still a a ticking clock on this program. It's still going to expire if nothing changes. But one of the things that your team is, is working on in the upcoming legislative session is a bill that would actually change that. So what are the reforms that you want to see happen here in, in this program? Well, we would love to see this program made permanent or at a minimum, the timeline extended far beyond 2023 to give stability to the program, to give kids assurance that they are gonna still have a scholarship um, available for them in subsequent years to give donors the assurance that this program is gonna be around, it's worth investing in, that we really need to extend that horizon. We need to at least extend it way beyond 2023, but ideally we'd make that permanent so that um, these kids can see it all the way through their uh, K through 12 years. And then we'd also really like to make sure that kids who are currently in the program have a super priority so that they are not wondering from year to year, am I going to be able to go to third grade on this? And what, then what about fourth grade? We want to make sure that those kids have a top priority for continuing enrollment. Um, they, they have some priority right now, but they don't have um, priority over other priorities. So we'd really like to make sure that those kids can count on continuing scholarship eligibility and um, status. We would definitely like to make those donations fully creditable against Illinois state income taxes. Right now, as we mentioned, they're 75% creditable, but that remaining 25%, um, you can't even deduct that from your federal income tax liability right now. The law is written in such a way that that 25% is just straight, you know, straight given to the school, which is great. But with other charitable donations, you can deduct it from your taxes or, you know, with credit programs, you take it as a credit against your income tax liability. So we would like to see 100 percent of that donation creditable against state income taxes. We would also like to see businesses be able to designate a particular school. Right now, individual donors can say, I would like my tax credit scholarship donation to go to this particular school, but businesses can't do that. And this might make it more attractive for other um, entities other than individuals to give to the program if they could say, I really want this scholarship money to go to kids in this particular school. And then I think expanding it to pre-K would open up even more opportunities for families. Um, you know, as, as we've mentioned the pandemic and it's really, um, terrible difficulties it has imposed on families and students, the ability of parents to work is definitely been greatly affected and pre-K is not daycare, but expanding the program to younger kids, um, you know, in the, the pre-K years, um, 
you know, like four-year-olds even would potentially make it easier for working parents to manage with so many kids out of school during the pandemic, working moms in Illinois really took an especially hard hit, even compared to working moms in other states. And the fact that so many schools were closed really didn't help. Well, one way to kind of make it up to families would be to expand this to pre-K so that families could get their kids in the pre-K programs that they really liked and that were a good fit for their families. And, you know, a lot of schools now actually start at the pre-K level. They don't always just start in kindergarten. So a lot of those schools that start at the pre-kindergarten level, if you could get your child in, that would be an even bigger benefit for a lot of families. Those um, those changes I just mentioned would really strengthen the program and put it on a good course and hopefully make it really attractive to people to donate to and invest in and up that scholarship number. There's so many kids on the wait list who really need an expanded and strengthened program. Now we talked about how there's an appetite for, for the program among many, many families in Illinois. Is there an appetite for reform in Springfield? Do you think that these reforms have a shot? I think there is. There's a big bipartisan group of lawmakers who already signed their names to bills that didn't end up passing in veto session this fall, but they, their names were on them to, to make some of these reforms. And I think that they a lot of these lawmakers are hearing from their constituents uh, in their districts who are benefiting from the tax credit scholarships that these are really important programs for them and that it's it's not a partisan issue. It very much crosses the aisle. There are really um, strong Democratic supporters of this program as well as Republican supporters. So this is definitely something that people on both sides of that aisle can support. And I think some of the information that we are getting this fall from the Illinois State Board of Education about just how badly um, the pandemic affected learning in Illinois school kids. I think that also drives home the the idea of how badly this is needed uh, for our lawmakers. You know, they can read all the reports that show that Illinois school kids, uh, their performance on assessments of um, uh, readiness in English language arts, that dropped 17 percentage points, 17% fewer Illinois school kids were at grade level or better in English language arts compared to before the pandemic. So they lost a ton of learning during the pandemic. Math was even worse. That declined by 18% in the number of kids who were at grade level, um, you know, after the pandemic school closures. So that really, I think, when you see that, when you see the chronic absenteeism that happened among, uh, I think it was about 20% of Illinois public school students this past year, the 2020-2021 school year, missed so much class that they are considered chronically absent. And to, to be chronically absent, you have to miss 10% or more of your classes. And that chronic absenteeism and the loss of in-person learning are showing up in our test scores. And I think obviously parents are very concerned about that. They know how their kids' learning has been affected and they are definitely gonna make it heard, you know, to make their voices known to those lawmakers who are deciding these um, potential reforms to the program. So I, I think that the dire need for educational opportunities has really never been more apparent. And, you know, with respect to that learning loss, 
private schools were some of the only places that were open fully in person during the 2020-2021 school year. And so for families to be completely shut out of that option because there is no tuition assistance available is really unjust, it's unfair, and it hurts the families with the fewest resources. Mm -hmm. Other parents can somehow manage if they really need to, but those families who are really struggling, the families whose kids have already suffered the most learning losses, they're the ones who need this educational opportunity that the Invest in Kids Act provides. So I think that's really apparent now. I think lawmakers, a lot of them, like I said, are already sympathetic. They are already supporting the program. But I, I think the need for it has be, only become clearer since then. It, it is really, it was heartbreaking to see the difference between the kids who were in school versus the kids who were at home all year, even in my own neighborhood. So my kids were in school all year. Well, I guess we're in year two, but they, they were in school from June, 2020 on. And a lot of the kids in our neighborhood were, who were the same age you could see the compare contrast kids who are in school, kids who are not in school. And there are a lot of behavioral problems for the kids who were not in school and, and they weren't developing their speech as, as quickly or as well. I have younger kids. So, you know, these are some of the benchmarks that we're focused on here. Um, And it, it really did, you know, lay bare what was going on for not just these kids, but the parents who are struggling watching their kids suffer like this. Um, and I, I think you're right that, that people woke up a lot and, and they want access to different choices. And so I, I, I hope that, you know, we're able to advance these reforms and I'm so grateful that you've spent so much time putting together thoughtful ideas and solutions. We're really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great conversation and we're really hoping this is going to gain widespread support in Springfield. Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for breaking this down for everybody. We really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Hillary. It's been fun. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit IllinoisPolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.